bill is. It's 89 pages. I have a copy of it. I don't know if you got a chance to take a look at it or not, Tim. There's some things concerning in there. You know, outside of just what he said, he pointed out some things that are really important in that bill. And honestly, where you just don't get in trouble with an ounce or whatever, um, nowadays, like in Texas, that that's like better than whatever they're trying to propose in this federal bill. Um, where they want to tax everything, they want to watch and regulate every single thing. They want to see where the weeds at, where is it going. Um, they want to see how many people have called into work. They want to see how people have dropped out of school. They're saying that um, the only people who they're they're made about the very beginning of the bill is talking about um, the black community and how they've been um, ones mainly locked up for, but not financially benefiting from it. So I feel like. Well, then if that's, if y'all know this, then how come we're actually not holding those judges and those um, police departments and them uh, accountable if they're not being fair across the board um, when it comes to marijuana charges? So, so here again, like in COVID, it's all about, oh, the black community. They're the, they're like, like we're just, like we, I don't know, like we're the, the wicked stepchild or something, you know? So, like, I, I mean, to, to bring us up in the bill instead of just, you know, across the line. Hey, this is going to be, um, we're going to be fair for everybody, but it's not about that. Well, this is about them um, making sure big, big uh, tobacco and um, alcohol industry, they're going to be able to capitalize on this. They already know how to do the whole tax thing and put the little things on the little individual cigarettes and the packages and stuff like that. They're going to tax the crap out of it. And it's going to be harder for business owners to be able to, um, benefit from the industry if this is how this bill is written and how it stays. Honestly, my it's a simple solution to me. They should just get rid of the unconstitutional laws they put in place in the first place. So, have you had a chance to look at the the bill yet, Tim? So, I've I've read a little bit of the cliff notes and stuff of it. I haven't read the bill itself, but like to your point, uh, yeah, sales tax would start at five percent. And then it would gradually increase to eight percent over five years on it, and it 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 was I do I do agree with you that it was concerning that they had to put like make a big deal that oh well yeah this is for the black community and stuff instead of just putting it out there as a bill for everybody it just is it just would it would leave a bad taste it, uh, I'm I'm looking at it right here it says Rep Barbara Lee a Democrat from California says. Make no mistake, yes, it is a racial justice bill. And I just, man, things that you don't need to say. <laughs> but Yeah, uh, you know what, too? They kind of tells on themselves. So who made it illegal in the first place? It was Democrats who made it illegal in the first place. So you're telling me that this, that this was targeted at Black people by our government to attack us, and you're all the ones who did it. Your party did it. Yeah. It it should be, you know, it should be able to stand on its merit instead of saying, well, listen, this is something we're doing for a specific group of people to help them out. Because, the, I mean, it's almost like the underlying thing in that is saying, well, that group of people has a problem and we got to help them out and stuff because it's, it's just so wrong, man. <laughs> it's so wrong it's to say that targeting somebody over just yeah like you said it's just just throw it out there and shut up about the the race stuff for for a change yeah honestly though i really want i honestly i think we should use this against the democrat party to throw them out because they basically admitted that that they did this intentionally by saying this document we could use this against them like you guys literally 
admit it that you targeted us and this bill like you know trying to decriminalize the weed now mm-hmm. um so here is the other thing in the bill i'm gonna go towards the bottom really quick because i want to um address some of the things i said in the very bottom like this is me like think about shoot my privacy being invaded if that makes sense um so man adobe come on it like it's loading slow but then it like speeds up it's like dang i didn't mean for you to go past um small business investment company Hold on. okay went back to the 70s sorry you guys adobe doesn't like my laptop right now okay There's another thing too I want to get to, but the sealed records that that's coming up. Um, they're talking expunging people's records and sealing their records, and I'm taking all that stuff off. Um, if they've ever been in trouble before with marijuana, if they're on probation and that was considered a violation before, taking that off. It's like, why did you even make these laws if it wasn't? The thing is, that just proved it wasn't constitutional. Because if you can just get rid of it now, oh no, it's okay now. It's not a law anymore. Like what yeah. changed? <laughs> it, it it's it's really hard, you know. Like I agree, it it was it shouldn't have been illegal in the first place. But it's mm-hmm. hard for me to say, okay, well, it was illegal. Let's go ahead and wipe people's records that broke the law when there was a law. I don't know, you know. I'm kind of on the fence on that personally. If I I, I hate to have people, you know, lose a job or the possibility of getting a job over having some small possession charge in the past. Like that's totally dumb. But, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody was trafficking huge amounts or something, I, I don't know. It, it's hard to say. Like everything, so, there's got to be lines and stuff that they draw. I think it make it really simple for me is if it was, first of all, I feel like you never broke the law if it wasn't constitutional in the first place. This is the government overreach. So technically, you didn't really break the law because they could literally say that you having a gun is, is not it's against the law. And you're not going like, to not keep your gun, right? Because it's not it's unconstitutional. You have that right to have your gun. So just having cannabis or growing hemp or doing any kind of thing of the things that that God has given us on this earth, they shouldn't. They had no ruling over that. They had no power to do that. So I think the thing to make it real simple: if there was a victimless crime, like you didn't rob people, you didn't kill people, if you didn't do any kind of violent crimes in the process of it, then I can understand that. But if you didn't break, if there was no victims or anything. I don't see why you wouldn't have everything cleared off your name based off of the crap that they put on people in the first yeah. place. I mean, that's fair. I, I I guess I agree. I agree that that's fair. You know, there's uh, they've done it for other things in the past. It's hard to think that, that this would be, this is probably, you know, like if people make the argument between, I, I like to compare it to alcohol, you know, man, mm-hmm. no one, I've never heard of anyone overdosing or anything on marijuana, but at the same time, you, know, you have people from alcohol that have alcohol poisoning or they so many other different liver failure or different things like that. I, I've just never seen how you could justify alcohol being a legal thing, but not marijuana. So, yeah, I mean, to your point, it probably shouldn't have been a law. And if you look at it that way, then, yeah, they should be expunging people's records. And the other thing, too, if you think about it, how was the government doing all the study? They, okay, we're, okay, did you do all the studies? Did you say, okay, we changed your mind. This is actually safe for the community. 
so if you were doing studies, how were you doing studies if it's illegal to have it in this country at all? That's my other question. So so the government could have it or their farms or their, their research laboratories, they could have it, but we couldn't. That's rules for for me, but not for thee, however that goes again. <laughs> uh, rules for thee, but not for me, right? Mm-hmm. So the other thing I saw on the bottom, I'm going to let you go ahead and discuss what you want to. Um, unless otherwise, it's called rulemaking, and they're talking about, hey, one second, can you make your mic? I hear myself echoing. Thank you. Unless otherwise provided in this act, not later than one year after the date of enactment of this act, the Department of Treasury, Department of Justice, and Small Business Administration shall issue or amend any rules, standards, operating procedures, and other legal or policy guidance necessary to carry out implementation of this act. Do you hear a problem in that, Tim? Say it one more time. They said, and this is under Section 14 rulemaking, unless otherwise provided in this act, no later than one year after the date of the enactment of this act, the Department of Treasury, the Department of Justice, and the Small Business Administration shall issue or amend any rules, standards, operating procedures, and other legal or policy guidance necessary to carry out implement, now I can't say the word, implementation of this act. That's the first part of that. Did did I just hear, or did you just hear me read, basically, they could let the Justice Department, Treasury Department, and the Small Business Administration make changes, you know, for after a year? Yeah, it, it did. It, it sounded like that uh, they, they get to make it up as they go. That's not safe. No, not at all. Uh-uh. <laughs> Where's the checks and balances? Like that's the you I just heard the judicial branch. I heard the executive branch there. <laughs> what is this? There's no checks and balances here. Yeah. Well, I mean, it 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 should be up to the states anyway. You know what I mean? I, I don't federally the federal government has no business in it. I know in, in our state, um medicinal marijuana just passed the South Carolina House. It's on to the Senate very soon. And the governor, I don't know if he's going to sign it or not. He's um, pretty much right now just put out a stance of that he needs more information. So I don't I don't know what that is or not, but it, it's gotten through a Republican-controlled House, and I think it's going to get through the Republican-controlled Senate, too. So um, there's there's definitely progress, and we're behind the times, man. There's way more states that have already done this stuff we're way behind we're in the minority here in south carolina that hasn't already done this um texas too but that's a that's thanks to dan patrick um the lieutenant governor um on getting at you know okaying it so um here's the thing though with the coming okay through the states we had to do it right so I'm seeing a lot of high, heavy taxes, heavy regulations, regardless, like, you know, conservatives, you know, and for myself, a constitutionalist, I, yeah, the less taxes, the better, the less regulations, the better, you know, you know, less government, small government. But people seem to like, okay, I want my rights back or be able to have or possess this or have this business. I'll do whatever the government makes me do. Kind of like when people are like, oh, I can go back to work if I wear a mask or if I get vaccinated. It's, it's the same kind of 
thing to me when I'm looking at how they do stuff. So people are more likely to be okay with you infringing on the rights when you decide to, on a sense, make it look like you're trying to do the right thing. Yeah, I, I do agree that they're they're they've had a really long time, and I do I do think that the timing is odd that all of a sudden that they're talking about making marijuana legal. Um, I feel like that it's probably just well the midterms are coming up, and they need some kind of some promise. They they made so many promises, and they fell through on literally every promise from the student loan debt relief to everything they didn't they didn't come through on literally anything so i i don't know maybe it's just trying to pick up some easy voters or i don't i don't know what the case is that they're all of a sudden finally worried about this as an issue oh yes definitely this always comes up every every election cycle yesterday i talked about it briefly and i played a no video of mine before the 2020 election discussing they're only bringing it up because of the election cycle now here it comes up again but they did draft this back in I believe 2020, they drafted back in 2020 and I really like going back through it again. Um, so the other thing that I was concerned about was like, how are they going to get this information? Correct. So for me, it's like, they're going to probably force businesses to ask people certain questions, certain things, but like they're wanting a lot of information that they want to watch to see, I guess what happens after they federally make it legal. Um, so it's called, Okay. Okay, so the Congress um, wants to study the addre- the addresses, um, the the society impact of you know recreational cannabis. Um, and it includes they won't look up sick days, um, reports employers. They want workers' compensation claims. They want tax revenues um, remitted to states resulting from legal marijuana sales. Changes in government spending related to enforcement actions and court proceedings. Federal welfare assistance applications, rate of arrest related to possession, um, hospitalization rates related to narcotic use. I'm not really for sure whether to talking about the marijuana part, but use of marijuana um, as byproducts for medical purposes, use of marijuana and as byproducts for purposes related to health, including mental health or for, for veterans. Arrest rates of individuals driving under the influence or driving while intoxicated by marijuana and traffic-related deaths and injuries where the driver is impaired by marijuana. And there's a, there's more. There's a whole lot. There's a whole dropout rates. There's a bunch of stuff, and it's like, how do they plan on getting all this information? Um, and they're going to use all these different... We're going to be paying tax dollars to get all this information until the government can see if it, it, what they want to do, I guess, you know, after legalizing marijuana. And I think, you know, I'm naming things like the stereotype when it comes to marijuana, like certain things going on. It's like they're going to be looking for some reason to say, okay, maybe they were like, never mind, we'll take it back. We want to say marijuana caused all these problems because we legalized it, even though people have been doing it the whole time, regardless if it's legal or not. Um, so what are your, what is your thoughts? When you first saw this pop up, you know, me, we were in the inbox, right, you know, with the group chat and then like, we were the ones like, I think more engaged in the conversation on this and what it can do. Cause I know you ran for office before support to me because I ran for office before as well. So like, if you were, if they were to ask you, um, what, what is your thoughts on it? Uh, for me, like I said, I'm, I'm, the con- I'm constitutionalist. I feel like it should have never been illegal in the first place. I'm not heavy on taxes. I'm not on heavy regulations. Um, because I think that 
if we have more opportunities for this, um, if we don't have all the extra taxes and all the extra regulations, there's more opportunities open and built for all kinds of different industries um, for our country to prosper, especially with inflation so bad now, like we can find different things to do to help our economy um, and, you know, have the pursuit of happiness. People have an opportunity to pursue their happiness. So what are your thoughts? Well, I, unfortunately, as you can see from the vaccine stuff and everything else, we have a lot of our decision making in our and is it all goes back to the industry. Uh, companies like Pfizer and stuff can donate and lobby and give millions and millions and millions of dollars to our politicians. And that's what's creating or causing a lot of their decisions. So. That being said, I think a good part of the reason that marijuana has stayed illegal for as long as it has is because of the lobbying power and the push behind pharmaceutical companies. I'll, I, I have it as a personal story to me. And I'm I'm 40 now. I turned 40 at the end of last year, and uh, about four years ago, a good friend of mine was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and at the beginning of the the worst one. I mean, that's it. That's a, that's what Alex Trebek died of. It's a death sentence. So at the beginning of his cancer journey, he was taking the pills and stuff. He was taking this pain pill and that pain pill and this other pain pill and this pain pill and whatever else, man, they had him on, on five or six different prescriptions and he wasn't eating. He looked really, really terrible, even worse than you would think for someone with cancer. He wasn't sleeping. His mood was terrible as anybody would be in that situation. But, you know, I I think from the time of diagnosis to the time he passed away was maybe like around a year or something like that. I think he died uh, September will be three years ago. So after a few months of doing the pills, he switched to marijuana. He had someone tell him that. Now, where we live, it wasn't quite legal yet. So he had to be sneaky and stuff about it. But just watching him, my good buddy, who, like I said, was only 40 when he died, switch from pills to something that was natural. It gave him his appetite back. He would come over once a week after he'd start to smoke pot instead of uh, taking pills. And I'd make him breakfast or I'd make him lunch or dinner or something. And his his attitude was different. He looked healthier. It, it You know, it may have even extended his life a couple of months. So I just to, to deny people something natural that I've seen work for this, that it really does. You know, there really are legitimate medicinal reasons. And the only reason that people don't want to use it for that is because, you know, then it changes who profits. Then it changes from the big pharma profiting to, to dispensaries and stuff. And dispensaries have the lobbying power. Dispensaries don't have the you know, donating politicians as as much as a Pfizer or a Johnson and Johnson does. So, uh, yeah, the, the pharmaceutical companies can afford to run ads and they really put a bad stink on it from, oh, it's dangerous. It's this, it's that, it's the other thing. And, and the, the statistics just aren't typically there to back up those claims. There's so many more people like to your point, legal or not, the same group of people essentially are going to use it. So, so to your point, you know, look at the, that drunk driving, how many kills versus people driving under the influence of that. It's got to be hundreds of drunk drivers 
versus everyone. It, uh, yeah, I, I'm glad we're making some progress on it. I really am. It, it, it changed my perspective on it uh, a little bit. I mean, I was always kind of never full, you know, I never really thought it was the dangerous thing that people put out there that it is. But after seeing a friend who really did legitimately it for medicinal purposes, that put me firmly behind that, that aspect of it. I'm fully behind people being able to have uh, it for medicinal purposes. Thank you so much for that. You know, um, like I said, like um, construction companies are also trying to use it for um, um, insulation for houses, if I'm saying it correctly. I just lost my words real quick. Um, they people are using it for all kind of different products, um, and so it's not just something that you smoke, but you know it's it's a lot more. So when they were p- pushing that campaign to get rid of marijuana to to make it okay for people to make it illegal, um, they were pushing that they, they have all kinds of these commercials where people were going crazy after they smoked weed. I'll play some of them for you guys in a second. But um, by the way, you guys. Um, I had to pull the app down and pull it back up because I only thought there was just me, Tim, and my mom and Pedro on here the whole time. I did not see you guys. It wasn't showing you. So thank you guys so much for being here. I appreciate your time. I'm going to go ahead and get Gregory up here. Um, He brought up California, and I think it's really interesting to hear what he has to say about California because with California, I the one thing that got me, I heard if you got a um, a medical card, that you would have to give your rights or your handgun or your rights to have a firearm. So that's why I feel like it's people have to be very um, cautious of, you know, getting excited or promoting certain things just because the title and the summary looks cute. You have to pull the nitty gritty out. And that's why also here in the, um, in this section here, I added the uh, actual document. So you guys can go through and read it yourselves as well. Hey, Gregory, nice to meet you. Go ahead. Hi, how you doing? Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Okay, great. Well, I, I just wanted to say that uh, it was a really big mistake in California when they got rid of the medical marijuana um, because now what happened was they said, okay, well, California, it's going to be legal everywhere. But what they ended up doing is they ended up now giving all the little cities and towns and the counties the right to say, no, you can't have um, dispensaries or growers. And so where I live, I live in this place called Temecula. We're north of San Diego. But to the east of us, there's a huge just growing area that is just lots of farmers. And there were tons of medical marijuana growers out there. And now they had to go get all these permits and they the county just continues to not allow them. So even if people apply for them, they just get rejected every time. They go through a a giant thing to try to get this permit and then the county refuses it every time. And then what they've been doing is they just continue to send the sheriffs out to this area and are just busting all the grow operations because these guys have just said, well, we're not going to keep applying for permits because you keep rejecting them. And then they keep getting raided. So now they're just raiding these areas and they keep saying, well, it's not fair to the other growers that are doing it legally, except they won't allow anybody to grow legally. And then they went and shut down all the medical marijuana dispensaries. And then none of the cities in our county well, I mean, most of them won't, but like where I'm living, they will not allow any dispensaries, um, but they used to have to allow the medical marijuana ones. And our city, in fact, went through a huge lawsuit with a group that was doing it um, 
and they ended up winning. They like they arrested everybody who was running this medical marijuana dispensary, but it was medical and they they busted them and then they went to court. It took a lot of money, but they ended up winning saying they could not do that. Well, now, since they've changed the laws, the city has been able to shut down every single one of them. Um, almost all the cities around me have done it. There's one that actually allowed it and is allowing growing. And they had this city had been gotten so poor. They had to cut all their police and fire. I mean, they were down to nothing. And now they've been able to expand their police department and expand their fire department because of all the revenue that's being generated. But it's just uh, been a total mistake in California because growers are just being arrested right and left. And the, um, like I said, the dispensaries have just gotten shut down. So it it is really, uh, it just depends where you're at, of course, in California, but where I'm at, it's been much worse. section they asked you what part were you in because they're in california too uh, i'm in temecula california so i'm in riverside county um we're the south side of riverside so we butt up right to the north part of san diego county um and north part of san diego county's got a ton of growers also um and you don't hear about them being raided but i think it's just because they're so far out of you know in the northern part of san diego that San Diego just doesn't care. Um, but where we're at, we just have this massive conservative group of people. And, you know, I'm a conservative, but I'm like fully for people to have marijuana for the fact that I've seen so many people who've had cancer and have used it. And it's been much more of a benefit to them than taking all these different kinds of drugs and everything. So um, I, I'm for it, you know, so I, it's just a, it's just a terrible thing. I think that's happened now with these small tight ass cities. Definitely. Thank you so much for sharing that. Cause you know, I brought up yesterday too, about how, um, people, everything will be taken away, crops taken away, everything going on happening under the Obama administration. They were saying all that stuff, but they always use this stuff to pander for the next election, but the, the seizures and stuff wasn't happening like that as much under actually I, well, I was saying that the, the number went down tremendously on any kind of seizures under the Trump administration. And they actually had, approved more research on you know growing more of it so they can research it more under his administration too so it, it's just interesting how it all works and plays out because it's just a political tool to try to get people to can you know convince to support them you know there's nothing else they really have probably to you know say that this is for that's maybe why they said that this bill was for um you know for um race issues because they want the black vote so they're going to put that in this bill so they can try to say hey look we, we're looking out for you we're trying to make sure we don't lock you up for uh marijuana even though we made we're the ones made it illegal for you in the first place so i have a commercial for you guys real quick i want to play for you and then we're going to get to the next uh caller so give me one second you guys um i hope you can hear it enough to like where it's, you can hear what they're saying too um but it's it's funny If I have to narrate, I will do it for you guys. Hold on. These high school boys and girls are having a hop at the local soda fountain. Innocently, they dance. Innocent of a new and deadly menace lurking behind closed doors. Marijuana, the burning weed with its roots in hell. In this film, you will see the ease. Real quick, y'all cannot see people's facial expressions. The guy looks normal. Here's the weed. And he started looking like crazy, making funny faces. Like, just imagine Nancy put, like, imagine, like, my face and then Nancy Pelosi's face, right? 
That's what they just showed on this video. Okay, hold on. ...with which this vicious plant can be grown in your neighbor's yard, rolled into harmless-looking cigarettes, hidden in an innocent shoe or watch case. You will meet Bill, who wants to pride in his strong will as he takes the first step toward enslavement. So basically, she's she's turned into um, loose lady, a loose lady. After he's hit the thing, she hit the thing. But basically, they're just painting this, you know, narrative that things just scare you away. If you do this, this is a demon plant. This is so bad for you. This is going to happen if you decide to do it. And this is not even a, just a full, the full film. This is just a trailer of it, of, of how much they were trying to use and campaigning. They were campaigning to get rid of this. And imagine how much taxpayers' dollars were paid to campaign against our own rights. So, Tim, do you want to add anything before I get over to Cole? No, I'm good. Let's uh, let's take the next caller. Okay. Howdy, Cole. How are you? Very good. Good. I think like CBD oil helps. I tried CBD oil and. It helped with my involuntary movement so I could do more things more independently and stuff. And everything like that. And and I think it... I think it's up to the states to decide, not the federal government, because the federal government does it. Does it cover our borders and and our foreign affairs and everything like that? It's up to the states to decide. So much, Cole. I appreciate you for coming on as that one with us. Um, let me get over to the Blondie real quick, too. One second. So we are hopping off here by 6.30, you guys. If you would like to come up and add anything or um, if you disagree whatever you can definitely still come up and um speak but we're going to hop off by 6 30 so uh go ahead um blondie sorry for the noise i'm driving um but uh basically it's kind of like what i told you the other day donnie regarding i did vote here in california hold on let me sorry it sounds really really bad like um i can't understand you so let's try again in a second um and pull john up john hey how you doing good um, how are you i'm doing great you know i read a book that was excellent uh years ago it was called 
too high to fail. And it really talked about the industry and how, you know, it's been successful in treating tumors and all kinds of things, you know, like medical application and a lot of other things and how it is really helped driving the economy. Like uh, I know like in Colorado, it's, it's done a lot to help the economy out there in California, but uh, there's a lot that uh, there's a lot of upside to it. And uh, so I, you know, I highly recommend that book. I, I remember I loaned it to somebody and I never got it back. I, you know, as I listening to this, I thought, God, I got to get that book back. But, uh, but you no, know, it's an excellent book and it's an excellent read. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, uh, there's all kinds of interesting things regarding, you know, as a booming industry and the good it's doing from a medical standpoint and just a lot of, I mean, besides just pain, I mean, what they're finding is, you know, just uh, like I said, you know, like application for tumors and other things related to cancer and things like that. So it's, uh, quite interesting. So I'll stop. Type it up in the, the live chat section. Have you seen it before? Uh, no. You have that. Okay, up in so the, you have that up in the height. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, I, I found out like maybe I think the I think the first day I used it, I found out. So, um, you'll have be. You read it? Have you read that book? Uh, uh-uh, no, I haven't. I'm happy yeah, to check. I, it I out. highly recommend it. It's very, very good. It's very, very well done. Um, yeah, anyway, definitely. I'll check it out. Yeah. Can you, okay. There's a little spot where you see the little face thing where you can see everyone who's speaking and right next to you hit the little message button and then you can type up a, a message and I'm going to just type hi. Um, no, I wonder, I wonder if it shows the, like the, it's, it's, yeah, it's called too high to fail. The author was uh, a guy by the name of Doug fine. F I N E. Too high to fail. fail. Yeah, and the author's Doug Fine. Yeah. It's, you know, and it has cannabis and the new green economic revolution, basically. Um, okay. I typed up what, the best I could. I'm not for sure how to spell his last name. I'm, I'm assuming like a fine, like a ticket or man, she's fine. That's what you meant by the last name. Yeah, yeah. So. No, you got it. You got it right. Yep. That's okay. It. Yep. <laughs> okay. And also too, like when people come back to listen to this, they can see the live chats on the side. So when they, if yeah. they listen to the whole thing, they'll see this at the end. If someone else is new, just so you guys know, if you had a favorite part, once I have it published, you guys come back and you can, um, you'll see some scissors. You can do a snippet of it. Just uh, crop it down to whatever section you liked. And when you go to share it, you can either just do the link or you can download a video. And it kind of looks like Twitter voice whenever someone just talks on there and their face is on there, but it has subtitles on it as well. So if Tim, you want to do that and like anything you talked about, you want to crop it out, you know, share it on your page and everything you can. This is a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool app for talking it's kind of like spaces but a little more organized you aren't you're not really talking over each other because it's like you know one at a time um how we're doing the callers but again you guys i appreciate you guys so much for being here um i'm gonna uh, pull blondie back over again and hopefully we can hear him better 
have some closing statements. I want since you guys did not hear Tom um, Thomas talking earlier because I was muted. I'm gonna play the part where he's talking about the crimes and the fines real quick, and then we're gonna shut it down. So Blondie, I'm gonna add you now. Hopefully we can hear you okay. All right, Blondie. Hello. Yes. Is it a little bit better? Oh, a lot better. Thank you. Okay. So anyway, uh, it's good to see you guys again. Uh, especially you, Donnie. I know it's your show. I almost come every day. So the whole thing with the marijuana, you know, like I told you last time I did vote for it. I kind of split with, you know, traditionally from conservatism in this sense. But I didn't do it because I want to use it recreationally. I want to use it like your last one of your last speakers regarding medicinally. Uh, not only because I've known personally that have had suffered cancer, some terminally ill disease, that it's uh, better their situation or right after chemo, uh, things like that. But personally, because I want to have it, uh, have it available in case if I were to ever be sick, uh, getting older. Right now, I'm 49 years of age, I'm pretty healthy in a way. And I try to do everything to stay healthy, even though I could, I could do more. But it'll be nice to know that medical marijuana is there to be used right, right, rightfully, not not like these goons that like to be walking the streets and you'd be using it just to get all high. Not like that. There's a, a myriad of uses for marijuana. Obviously, our government did it also for uh, to make billions in taxes. And this is one, you know, one area. If you never use it, well, you don't have to worry about those taxes. Those taxes come from the sales of, of uh, marijuana. I think where the big problem is lies is that uh, there's individual states that have that have uh, have allowed it have 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 allowed you know went from the prohibition. It's that the federal government, and that's where the ATF and and uh, different government bodies they take advantage of that. Say yeah, the state allows it, but if they wanted to conduct a sting operation on a particular dealer uh, shop, medical marijuana clinic or shop. Uh, they could do it and just for anything, just close them down. So like your last speaker was saying, there's a lot of that, even in Temecula. It's, it's sad to know that the government hasn't got it together that, you know what, I think we have to relax laws. The laws were made, I think, in the 60s, and it was by Big Pharma, like you were saying earlier, Johnny. I think it was unfairness, not right, because Big Pharma fears the, the medical marijuana. They know they're going to lose billions of dollars there. If people, there's a lot of uses, not only for cancer, to smoke it, to alleviate the pain, but to actually kill the cancer when you make it in a, in a gel form. I kind of follow up the works of uh, Rick Simpson from Running Running for the Cure from from uh, Canada. Uh, that, that video was taken down from YouTube. You can still find it. There's like snippets of three or four minutes. But there's different events where people actually claim that they made uh, medical marijuana into a form of gel form. And they, they took it every day and, it, and their cancer disappeared and any other terminal disease, disease and other diseases as well. Uh, so I know Big Pharma fears that. They're, they're not being truthful. In fact, there was a time where the National Cancer Institute actually said that medical marijuana was good. And they're not about maybe 2018, 2019. They took it off their website. Why did they do that? And for many years, they actually, you know, I'll leave it at that. Go ahead. And so I want to I want to correct some few things. I know you think in the '60s and '70s um, with marijuana that happened a long time ago. It was during under FDR's administration. Um, Eighty years ago, um, August second of 1937, he signed the the Marijuana Tax Act law. He actually tried to use executive orders to get rid of um, to make it illegal 
the Supreme Court said that it was unconstitutional. He could not do that because, you know, you're not supposed to, the executive branch doesn't write laws. So then Congress, the House and Senate was Democrat. So they are actually the ones who pushed the law for uh, marijuana to be illegal. This is under the um, FDR's administration back in the 30s. Um, so I want to make sure we're clear on that and clarifying where, where all this came from and the laws actually came from, because maybe people just assume the 60s and 70s because of movies and stuff like that. Keeping air, I guess, but I just wanted to speak that correct. And I want to make sure I got some more people lined up too. I appreciate you for always coming up here and having a conversation. I want to make sure they get uh, to say something as well. So we haven't heard from um, Robert yet. And so I'm going to go to Robert, and then I'm going to go to, um, one second, Gregory. Um, but one second, Robert. Um, I do want to have that Thomas video before you guys um, depart, because some people might be leaving here soon because we're close to the hour mark. I'll stay longer, but I don't know if Tim can stay that much longer. He actually squeezes in for me, and I really appreciate that, Tim. So... Um, let me play this really quick for you guys before we go to Robert and we'll get to everyone else real quick. Cause these are the things that are really important. These are, he even tells you what page you go on. If you go to my, the description section for this, you can actually read this, um, this bill yourself. So you're not missing anything. Always get it from the source. Don't believe anything I say necessarily or Tim without going and fact checking us yourselves to make sure we're not misleading you or lying to you. Okay. So here we go. This is the entire text for the hemp amendment that went into the farm bill that legalized hemp. But the Democrats have taken today here, unfortunately, have taken something that's fairly simple, could be one page, uh, turned it into an 89-page bill. My amendment strikes 75 of those pages. This, this bill, this is somewhat ridiculous. Yes, it removes certain marijuana crimes, but it creates new marijuana crimes. You realize on page 58 in this bill, Unless my amendment is adopted, you could be convicted for five years and $10,000 for doing a cannabis business without filing an application with the federal government. Do you realize you could serve five years or $10,000 for selling cannabis that's not had the tax paid on it? Do you realize you could receive five years and $10,000 in this bill on, in our committee right now for merely possessing marijuana that's not been taxed with the intent to redistribute it. And when I say five years and $10,000, I should say that's for each offense. People could spend the rest of their lives for violating the provisions of this bill, the Moore Act. They could spend the rest of their lives in prison. So are we going to have reparations for the, uh, for the people who spend their lives in prison because Okay, so those are really important pieces. I want to make sure y'all heard that since y'all didn't hear it earlier because my mic was off for a long time. And y'all are so amazing that it was mute that whole time and y'all didn't leave, by the way. Y'all sat here and I was like, why, why isn't no one replying? So when I first started my show, I had the intro, everything going, and then no one could hear anything because I was, I was muted for some reason. But Robert, go ahead. Drop some gems for us. Okay. When it comes to marijuana and other drugs, I'm between a rock and a hard place. Because on one hand, from a constitutional perspective, I don't think that the law was ever intended to 
stop people from deciding what they're going to do to their own bodies. Because, like, if because if you, for example, if if you just want to smoke a blunt, you want to snort some cocaine or something. I mean, it's your body. Why should you need the government's permission to do it? Uh, but then, on the other hand, I personally knew. Uh, I used to work in a drug clinic, so I also know what drugs do to people. Um, for example, if the easy, easy way to tell a pothead is is they're always moot. Excuse me, moody. They're always irritable, um, oversensitive, uh, and they're. And they're and if they're if they were friendly, that they're all of a sudden a lot more hostile about everything. That's how I know that somebody's become a pothead, and they're also more lethargic. So I do so I do see the health effects, but but then the question becomes: Does does the government have the right to tell us what we're gonna ingest? Because I think it's stupid. I would never endorse drugs for anyone. But then on the other hand, if you go to Jamaica, I mean, weed is pretty normal. It's part of their culture. I mean, how many songs have been, how many reggae songs are about legalize it? So that's the, that's the stance I take. It's, it's not, it's not good health wise. It's the worst thing you could possibly do. But it's not the government's place to decide what you're going to put in your own body. Hey, I agree with the part where you said that it's not the government's place to tell you what you can um, put in your body and cannot put in your body. But because um, then it gets subjective. Because then they, if they say you can't, you have to put this in you or, you you know, this is back and forth. At the end of the day, it comes down to we have, we have our rights. And I, I personally, like you, you have maybe experienced meeting people who are uh, different without the marijuana. I, I think that's what you're saying with their drawing is when they're moody. Um, but I've seen instances where people are, are happy and they have a functioning family. Sometimes I didn't know they did it until like I went and had dinner with them one night and then they would like, pull it out. I had no idea you guys did this. I didn't know you guys uh, partaked in this, partook in this. So I think it's another thing, it's a case-by-case basis. If it's been illegal this whole time, how have they had any kind of legit kind of studies to figure out what it is? But like I said, um, let's hop over to Gregory. Um, but before we get to Gregory, hey, Tim, are you still good on time? Uh, yeah, I got a couple. I just uh, was, it made me think about, uh, we were talking about why did it become illegal? And I think it, it equates good to, we look at uh, COVID treatments now, and we look at people being prescribed remdesivir versus the ivermectin. I think uh, the marijuana debate kind of falls along the same lines as as that. I think a lot of people now why did ivermectin get the big stink that it did? Because it's cheap. I, I think a lot of it went back to that stuff. So, yeah, I have, I have a couple more minutes, but I just wanted to throw that in real quick. Thank you. Hey, Gregory, what are you thinking? 
Oh, well, you know, I, just one other quick thing I was going to bring up is I got a friend. He's uh, Hey, I can't hear you. Gregory. Can anyone, can you hear him, Tim? Or is it just me? I could not hear him, no. Because when you're going through the chemo treatment, hey, you know, you're- Hey, uh, um, can you start over for us? We could not hear you until just now. Did I lose, did you lose me? Yeah, can you, can you start over, please? We didn't hear anything until just now. Yeah. Uh, how about now? Am I a little clearer? Can you hear it? Or is it still cutting out? No, I can hear you just fine. You're perfect. Go ahead. Okay. So I, I was just saying my friend who's a doctor, he runs a real big place out here. And um, he, he deals with people who are getting cancer treatments all the time. And they come in and they'll be, you know, so sick and in so much pain. But he's like, giving them Vicodin, which they say that's what you should do, is the worst thing to happen because your, your liver at the time is trying to fight through the chemotherapy and clean it with your blood. And so if you're doing Vicodin, it makes damages your liver like 10 times worse than what it normally does. And so he always is like, I would prescribe uh, marijuana for them or edibles or whatever, but I can't do that legally. And so I just have to tell them that they, cause he goes, you know, they haven't set up the lines of, Hey, you should be giving somebody X amount of milligrams of, you know, edibles or whatever. The testing just has not been done by the pharmaceutical companies. And so he can't say, oh, well, here, go down to the pharmacy and get this. And so he basically has to tell them, hey, you just need to go down to, you know, a uh, dispensary somewhere and get, you know, marijuana to help with your pain so that you're not destroying your liver. Because he says it's the worst thing that will happen with the, you know, the chemo and the Vicodin. So, I mean, there's just so many benefits of it. But again, he can't go and actually say, here's a prescription for it to get like, and you know, where you could just go to the pharmacist and get it. And he says it's the, he he, he says that he doesn't think it's going to happen because the pharmaceutical companies, there's no money for them to make it in a, in a massive way like they can with so many other drugs. And so that's really the issue is they don't want to spend the time to do the, te the research and testing to be able to have it where the doctors know, okay, I'm going to surprise, you know, subscribe 25 milligrams of whatever and so that's i think a big issue is somebody needs to spend the money to do the studies Hugh gregory um we haven't heard from david yet so i'm gonna get to david then we'll get to john uh, real quick let's see we have a comment um they get over a hundred thousand dollars per cancer patient why would they study a cheaper solution i think they would <laughs> i think they know how to destroy cancer but they won't Good point. Excellent point. Yes, Gregory, that's a good point that you brought up, definitely. Um, David, welcome. Let me get you on here. Hey, David, how's your mic working? Are you with us, David? We're going to go ahead. Oh, oh, can you hear me? There yeah, you are. Sorry, I'm not used to this app yet. I just downloaded this yesterday. Um, so what's the conversation going on here? Kind of how the government, you for you guys, legalized weed and that stuff? Well, the conversation we're discussing because um, the House just passed a bill and it's called the Moore's, uh, the Moore Act. And it's, if you read the summaries and the quick 
you know, look at quick glance at it, it seems great. Like this is finally happening, but it's actually 89 pages. And I actually have it in the, in the section here where you can click on it and read it yourself. There's ways that you can um, probably end up in jail or prison the rest of your life or paying a whole bunch of fines and fees if you don't read it. I don't think this should be pushed. I said the best solution, honestly, um, is to just get rid of the unconstitutional law in the first place. That's the simple solution. And also, um, oh, someone else mentioned something earlier. I think it was Flamethrower had said that maybe, you know, if you're not using it, uh, you may not be paying those taxes. We're going to be paying taxes for it because they're going to have operations and everything. They have different departments and all this stuff. They're regulating things. If you read um, that that bill, especially towards the end, it has all the things that they're going to be watching. You want employers to report. You want people to call off work. People want to figure out who has it, like, basically. Like, they want to get every nick and cranny about this. So this bill is not good. Um, I played Thomas talking about it. Um, so he was giving us a warning and heads up. And it's like, okay, let me go read it. Um, so definitely uh, check check it out and read it. I have it here for you guys. It's going to be on the website too, notpoliticalproperty.com, along with this podcast. So do you have any questions or any thoughts? Have you seen anything about it yet? Personally... I feel like if you were to legalize it, because we haven't been, because we've had weed and stuff like that legalized here for a few years now, and overall, it's kind of had its ups and downs. So personally, I feel like someone should be educated before they start taking the, before they start taking it. You know, um, so yeah, like I mean. I don't know about using it for medicinal purposes. I personally don't really know because I don't know too much enough of it for medicinal and stuff like that. But honestly, I guess you personally just have to wait and see how things are going to turn out. Will it make it better? Will it make it worse? You know? So I see what you're saying, but I think that Who's ever already doing it is going to do it. Whoever isn't doing yeah. it is is it is going to is going to not continue to not use it. Um, and I think that I think there'll probably be more positives to come from it because people will be able to find the more qualities and different things they can do with it and use it for uh, besides just smoking it. So I think that we just um, honestly have to try to not be other people's parents. You know, make sure people have you know the rights in place and. The, basically what this is is making sure you're not locking up somebody for you know um victimless crimes and things like that because america's supposed to be the most free freest country in the world but we have the highest incarceration rate and that pretty crazy yeah like personally for me if you i have a friend who does it but i mean she does it fairly and you know she's not a complete um what's the word here She's not completely out of control. I mean, she's perfectly fine. She's not committing a crime. She gets it from a dispensary and stuff like that. Personally, for mm-hmm. me, I just, like, I'm fine with you doing it as long as you know what, what you're doing, you know, what you're getting yourself in and, and not ruining it for others, then so be it, you know? So, David, your friends never ate up all your food out of your cabinets and refrigerator? <laughs> no, not really. Personally, I don't do it. I don't care to do it. I mean, that's good. 
Yeah, because I'm neutral on this, and I have to, I have to kind of read it. I have to kind of read this bill mm-hmm. before I make a decision. So, yeah, but overall, I mean, I get your point, and I get you get my standpoint. So I guess we just gotta wait. And see. Uh, yeah, definitely. Appreciate you for hopping on. Uh, come back anytime and grab a mic. We're gonna hit uh, John up next, um, and then we're gonna hop off here in just a few minutes. So. Um, there you go, John. And then, by the way, real quick, John, you're in Texas with me as well. So I want to ask you something because, um, our, our Republicans have tried to push it through the, the House and Senate, but it was Dan Patrick who's like, I'm not going to sign it. And then, and then it correct. I just want to make sure I clarify it by another Texan if you've paid attention to it or not. Yeah, I did. I, I you know, I, I, um, <laughs> Jeez, I, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> you know, I mean, Dan Patrick. Uh, sometimes he's okay, and sometimes I don't know. You know, he really is strong. Uh, you know, in in certain areas, strong right in certain areas that I I don't agree with a number of times. But um, yeah, I mean, I would like to see him pass it in Texas. I think I think it's uh like I said, I've seen it done good for economies and states that have done it. You know, Colorado's a good a great example again. You know, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but and I know it's been good for California and things like that. And I think there's a lot of uh upside to it. Um and yes, I think big farmers scared of it, of course. Uh that's 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 who uh, we have to worry about because they're, they, I'm sure they probably inserted some things in that bill uh, that, you know, since they control everybody in Congress that, that, that caused, you know, a lot of this, uh, uh, just concern, you know? And so, uh, you know, if, if, if the government could just kind of stay out of it in a way, I mean, it would be good, but uh, yeah, no, I think there's a lot of upside. I think there's a lot of upside medically. I think there's, a lot of good things and, and they keep finding new things. And I can't recommend enough that book too high to fail. It, it came out in 2013, but uh, it still applies today. I, I was hoping that guy would come out with a second edition or something, but he hasn't. But uh, anyways, I strongly recommend that. I think it really opens the eyes to a lot of other uses, you know, uh, good uses for marijuana, you know, and like I said, in cancer treatments and, uh, and, and other things. And, and, you know, and I'm talking about tumors and things like that, not just for pain. So, uh, anyways, it's, uh, I think it's all, it's, I think it's all good just so the government doesn't mess it up like we've been hearing about. So I'll stop on that. John, thank you. I appreciate you for coming back up here again and then definitely clarifying that too, um, with Texas, but also, by the way, in Texas, you can actually buy like these Delta eights and nines and things at the gas station. They have like jars in the gas station now. Have you seen that, John? Where it looks, they it's, they say it is weed, but it doesn't have THC or anything in it or something like that. They're already selling it in the in the gas stations and stuff in Texas. In my area, they are. It, well, yeah, I don't know. You know, I haven't noticed that. Like what you're talking about. To be honest, right. that, yeah, I, you get I don't a know, gas going station. to gas stations. I just, you know, go to the yeah. pump. But, uh, yeah. Well, that makes sense because it's right by the register. But I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> I mean, I believe you because, uh, you know, but uh, I, I can't comment, though, other than that. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I, I started seeing them in the gas station. I'm like, oh, I thought this was illegal. But, well, technically, this one isn't. I go, okay, how? 
they I guess they're like, well, this kind of version we can sell here or, or whatnot. So I'm, I'm assuming if the gas station selling it, then I guess they know what they're talking about. Um, but John, thank you for coming up again. Jet, I'll add you because you haven't spoken yet to add one. Then we'll get to Blondie. And then we're going to play our anthem to get off here. Um, if you guys uh, would do me a favor, um, please share the show uh, with other people so we can have a, um, a bigger community because this is more community-based for me. Um, there's a guy named Joe in here. I like your shirt. It says Legalized Freedom. I really like that. That is dope. Just wanted to give you a compliment on that. Uh, but go ahead, Jet. Yeah, I just want to comment on, sorry for getting in late, but I heard, uh, what was it, John talk about the marijuana and, and, you know, his insight. And then you brought up the Delta 8s. Uh, just commenting on the Delta 8s, there was a bill, some type of uh, bill that allowed Texas to sell these things. And they had a uh, conflict to where they, I don't know who, I think it was the Congress or somebody, somebody, you know, excuse me for uh, the terminology, but uh, somebody didn't like that. And so they had a big mandate that they were fighting against that actually uh, they came to a, a agreement to allow the owners that bought all this merchandise with the Delta eights and all this stuff, allow a chance to actually to get a chance to sell, get make their profits. And also the big reason why a lot of people were boycotting that to the point where it was going to be illegal, like how you were saying, was that there were fake and false rumors of uh, people acting, I guess, strangely and having weird feelings and everything. So they had to also go through another like a form of testing their their products. And that's why it was it's still legal. Just saying that. Thank you. For that, um, I have a comment. Um, hold on, real quick. Um, Flamethrower said a lot of stuff. Maybe some what you said. Weed without THC, just like cocaine without the stimulant. And obesity kills. Why else would the media promote health at every size and every positivity? Guarantee money for big pharma. <laughs> and Ice Judge said. Um, there's more psychoactive components in marijuana than THC. So after the 2018 Farm Bill, more places started selling low-grade Delta 9 THC uh, marijuana. Gotcha. Thank you very much for sharing that. Um, Blondie, I'm going to hit you last. Cole, I saw you hopped up, but I'm going to, I do want to, I do have to shut this down here. It's been over an hour. Um, so I will hop on spaces later, okay? You guys, Dill, I'll, I'll hop on Twitter Spaces again. We can talk some more, but let go. Let's go, Blondie. I'll add you real, again, real quick, Cole. But we can go on Spaces tonight. This is we're gonna hang out with Donnie this tonight, okay? <laughs> All right, but make sure y'all share this. I want to see at least ten people tag me on Twitter or Gab. They share this show. I appreciate you guys. Go ahead, Blondie. Blondie, so we're going to go to Cole. Okay, Cole, go ahead. Yes, and, and it helps with seizures, it helps with every kind of thing. It, it Else in so many different ways, but they don't want to admit it to 
the American people at all because it could take secret delay, it could take everything away, the tightness of your muscles. It's a good the weed and DH and CBD loosen your muscles up so you can relax. And they got different grades of it and stuff. So pretty much you know what you can take. How much strength you need and stuff. So, if, if you want to do it, go in because there's a lot of choices. Because. Awesome. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the government does not care about your safety. They don't care about you at all. They care about power. They care about control. They care about, um, honestly, I, I feel like they're the ones who gave us COVID. They're the ones who gave us diseases. They have all these bio labs everywhere. There was a time where they shot, um, um, I can't remember what it was. They shot into the cloud in, in San Francisco and it affected eight, 800,000 people. They experiment on us like we're livestock. So if you ever really hear the government talk about they're doing something out of, for our safety or for our benefit, it's not. Figure out, read these long pages and bills and figure out what their real incentives are, who they actually really care about. Because um, if you are listening and you think the government cares about you even a little bit, I'm, come here more often. I'm a, I'm a proof to you they don't care about you at all. Uh, we're just livestock and they're sucking us dry. So... Tim, did you want to have any closing remarks before we close out? Um, I'm about to play our anthem, and hopefully you can stay and hear it this time because it was muted earlier. <laughs> uh, I appreciate the invite, and it's a good topic to, to talk. I'm glad that we're more openly talking about it, as uh, like so many people talked about, man, but not just the cancer. There's It helps people with seizures. It helps people with... Uh, anxiety disorders. It helps people with all sorts of different things. And to the last, uh, I guess it was Cole's point, there really are different kinds that do different things. There's a lot of, there's a lot of homework that people need to to do before they have uh, an opinion on this. I feel like a lot of people have a really strong opinion on marijuana that don't know hardly anything about it. So like I said earlier in my you know, story about my friend that passed away that that solidified it for me. I am totally for medicinal purposes. I would have to think about it beyond that a little bit, but I, I just, I don't think it's as dangerous as other people do. So I appreciate the discussion and thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Um, real quick. Someone, some people said something, the, the drug war is a bunch of authoritarian nonsense in sorry, DMT, a substance produced in our brains naturally when we dream is illegal. <laughs> sorry. Um, so technically, if you dream, you're in possession of an illegal substance. That was good, Ice Age. <laughs> Definitely true. 
Um, Flamethrower says they don't give an F about us. Uh, Tupac. He was quoting Tupac. And then Jet says, yet, yeah, the Takiji experience alone shows us who they really are. Exactly. So I'm going to go ahead and close out the anthem, you guys. If you're new, please stay because you missed it on the way in, please. It's actually, it's, it makes sense for the, the constitutionalist community, right? All right, here we go, guys. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into the Constitutionalist with Donnie the Don. Don't be political properly. Be free.